Hi, this is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Ve'one Tehillim and Other Hebrew Text Podcast, episode 64. The following is the recitation of Psalm 58, aka Perek or Mizmor Nun Chet. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about this Mizmor. Psalm 58 Al Tashchet Lidavid Michtam Haumnam Elam Sedek Tidaberun Me Sharim Tish Petu Bene Adam Af Belev Olot Tifalun Baaretz Hamas Yedechem Tifalesun Zoru Rishaim Merachem Tau Mibetan Dovre Chazav Hamat Lamo Kidmut Hamat Nachash Kimo Feten Cheresh Ya Tame Asno Asher Lo Yishma Likol Melachashim Over Chavarim Mechukam Elohim Haras Shinemo Befimo Mal Teot Kifirim Nitots Adonai Yimaasu Chimo Mayim Yithalchu Lamo Yidroch Chitzav Kimo Yitmolalu Kimo Shablul Temes Yahaloch Nefel Eshet Bal Chazu Shamesh Biterem Yavinu Sirotechem Atad Kemo Chai Kemo Charon Yis Arenu Yismach Tzadik Ki Chaza Nakam Peamav Yerchatz Bedam Harasha Vayomar Adam Ach Pri Latzadik Ach Yesh Elohim Shoftim Ba'aretz 
58 takes place after the events of Psalm 57, where at the end of Shmuel Aleph, despite David and Shaul having a tender moment where Shaul cries and calls David his son, we see he is once again pursuing him to kill him. The difference here is that Shaul seems to have been influenced by his own men, including Abner, that the corner of his garment was not actually cut by David, but instead a bramble of thorns ripped it. And or, if David didn't kill Shaul, it was only because he knew that everyone else would avenge Shaul and try to kill David. Ultimately, they convinced Shaul, who perhaps was senile and or trusting his advisors, and continued to pursue David as an enemy of the state. During that chase, once again... David has an opportunity to kill Shaul and goes into his tent with his general Avishai, who pleads with David to kill Shaul, and instead, once again, David shows he was close but didn't kill Shaul with this opportunity and instead takes Shaul's spear and a jug while he was sleeping. In chapter 26 of Shmuel Aleph, David specifically talks to Abner after that event, admonishing him that he should have guarded Shaul better, and Shaul once again realizes that David was not trying to kill him and breaks down and cries. This psalm is a vehement complaint against the success of evildoers who look like they are doing the righteous thing but ultimately are not, supposedly aimed at Abner and those like him who don't even attempt to convey the truth and take opportunities to distort the truth instead of create peace between Shaul and David thereby creating a perpetual life-threatening chase for perhaps their own personal power gain. David compares evildoers to charming snakes and slippery slugs that leave a trail of muck and moles that hide in the dark. And the one that I find most intriguing is in Pasuk 10, where it says, Before your tender briars develop into hardened thorns, Rashi explains that this is referring to a young briar shoot plant that is still soft, symbolizing the young offspring of the wicked who lack the understanding to be mature, hardened criminals liked, like the hardened thorns. Here, David is asking Hashem to take the softer offspring away from the bad influencers before they become like their parents. Rashi is bringing up a really subtle but critical point. Those who are around evildoers are tended towards becoming evil themselves because it's all they know, and it takes a lot to break the abusive cycle. By this point, we have seen David be repeatedly emotionally abused by people constantly pursuing after him to kill him, even people that he, tr he has trusted and frankly, in this psalm, there is seemingly the most vengeful Pasuk I have seen David put to pen as of yet. In Pasuk 11, it says, Yismach tzadik ki chazak nakam pa'amav yirchatz badam harasha. The righteous man will rejoice when he sees revenge. He will bathe his feet in the blood of the wicked. I know, right? Many will understand this Pasuk to mean that the righteous is not rejoicing in a vengeful way. Rather, he is rejoicing that the end of the evildoer proves that God is the true God. While I don't disagree, I can't keep coming back to the introduction in the first Pasuk. Once again, noted this as a 
golden rule, Mikhtam Psalm, and also the second out of three psalms in a row that highlights Al Tashret, don't destroy. I think once again, David is asking for himself not to be destroyed as well. I'll explain. We covered a, a couple meanings of the word mechtam, but one more that I feel applies well here is how our sages break up the words into mach, which means injured, and tam, which means complete. This would suggest that David is feeling injured, and I think that the way this is manifesting itself is as one of those young briar shoots we mentioned before that feels affected by the mature thorns. In other words, David has been emotionally abused up until this point, and now he is starting to exhibit some of those abusive tendencies and speaking vengefully. Let me explain further before you think I am blaspheming our great king. I came across a confession of a woman who had trauma in her youth, unfortunately, and she said, I used to be so afraid of being abused that I became the abusive one in my relationship. She went on to explain that her subtle weapon was stonewalling or holding the relationship hostage and other passive-aggressive behaviors that affected her dating life as well as other relationships, including becoming abusive to herself, even if it was just emotional, self-deprecation, etc. Unfortunately, we exhibit that which we were taught ourselves, and unchecked, we can become like those thorns, even decades after the actual trauma has occurred to us. Studies indicate that, in fact, about one-third of the people who are abused in childhood become the obvious abusers themselves. That's not including the subtle abusers and how other messages seep into our subconscious. Left unacknowledged, left unhealed, they will inevitably fester, and you will get these vengeful outbursts or other subtle forms of abuse. So how is David saying that this is a machtam, that he is injured and complete at the same time? David is vulnerably, unapologetically expressing that vengeance and thirst for blood that he has come to know by being the victim of pursuit. And still, at the last pus- as the last Pasuk suggests, he has complete faith in Hashem. As it says in the last Pasuk, Yesh Elohim Shoftim Ba'aretz, there is indeed divine justice on earth. David is already looking toward what will be his closure, what will be healing for him, acknowledging that he has these feelings and relieving the need to have all the answers now and allowing introspection, time, and prayer to aid in that, in his healing, uh, in his healing, his trauma. May we all be able to admit to ourselves the major or minor traumas that have affected us in our lives, acknowledge how they hold us back or affect our relationships and worldviews, and be able to healthfully work through them and rewire our thinking so that we can get to a place of self-actualization in our love and peace within ourselves and with others. The learning and recitation for this episode is in the merit for all those who 
don't even know that they are bogged down by emotional, physical, or spiritual trauma in their past. May their unhealthy thoughts shift to positive and peaceful beliefs in good time and in good health. Please stay tuned until after this quick break. that you would like to sponsor or if you have any questions please email me at nurseNisa1 N-U-R-S-E-N-I-S-A the number one at gmail.com also don't forget to join the Facebook group to be aware of upcoming episodes please subscribe and share thank you for joining you